to Star Wars from the Back to Tank. This is the Resistance edition of our broadcast where we are positive and happy <laughs> all the time. Rainbows, unicorns, big boobs, dead Ewoks. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, I got my wish. What did I say last week? I said we need something relevant, something that really pushes the story of Star Wars forward. Yes. Uh, the mythos of Star Wars forward. Give us something. Could you give me something? If you're not going to focus on the Tam and Kaz, then let's push the bigger story forward then. Yes. And we did, in fact, get that in this episode. Uh, this episode was directed by Brandon Rao and written by Brandon Auman. So the team did pretty well putting everything together for an episode that gave us some relevance, yes. gave us a reprieve, not from the stupidity. There was plenty of stupidity <laughs> to go around. Thanks to Kaz. But at I, least I'm, it was centralized. But at least the story was there. And that's all I yes. care about at this point. I get it. Kaz is an idiot. I just I find it hard to believe that you would have an entire group of like intelligent women right like Torah and the pilot and even now there's Mika and they're all following the lead of idiot Kaz who can't even stand up without falling or is scared of everything the guy was terrified of an old lady who he can probably punch in the face <laughs> he sees her he falls down lifts his leg and almost pisses on himself like a dog does when they're scared now, now are you who does you're in your 20s you're like 63 your 20s you're you look like you have an athletic build you're a pilot which means you have to be strong and have at least a tight core you gotta have a strong a strong core to be a pilot right no 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 so i gotta believe the man works out and he's so scared of an old woman he falls down and begs her not to hurt him no 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 arguably if it was mika she does seem a little intimidating dave if someone intimidating was coming at me in a cave i would be swinging immediately okay i'm not gonna fall down (laughs) and and allow myself to be a victim kaz probably just should have grabbed his ankles and opened up his asshole <laughs> because that's what he was doing. He's uh, he better pray. He never goes to prison because he's, he's going to be he's, someone's bitch. He's not even going to try to fight. That's the only thing that really irked me in this episode. I'm like, <laughs> dude, this is a really cool story. And yet Kaz, you're bringing it down, dude. This is first half of last year. Kaz, yeah, what, hap- what happened is, to the second it? half cast? The guy that was finally focused. Now we have the nu- he's a nincompoop. That's the only word I can find to describe him. That's the best word. That's the best adjective I could use. 
nincompoop. I I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but I really do agree with you. Why do you uh, hate to say it? Because I really, especially since the good vibes that Kaz left us off of in second the the end of season one, you really had hope for this character. I started getting to Dude, like this. Character. I, I'm telling you right now that yes, the story for this week is good. I enjoyed it. Yes, but when this show's over, no one's going to care about Kaz, and no that's sad because Kaz. Christopher Sean, who plays Kasuda, he's doing fine he's doing great work for the character just unfortunately they're writing a character that none of us really like if you go on social media which i understand social media isn't the end all no one likes kaz no one likes kaz they all they all like the other characters yeager tora doza sonara and now and now even even me I like Mika. I'm like, who the I hell like is Mika. this girl? Yeah. Who the hell who the hell is this woman? I am intrigued by what she presents, what she could offer to the story. And she's tough. She doesn't take shit from no one. And then we have our lead who's just not capable. And it's weird because the writers know this. So it's not I'm not saying it's bad writing. It's not. But it is questionable writing. What is- because it questions you question their decisions to continue to assassinate the lead where everyone knows he's the fool. The only person not in on the joke is Kaz. When Yeager sends him on a supply run, what does Doza do? (laughs) He he looks at Yeager. Yeager even says, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. The little droid, the the red droid, CB, whatever. When he says he's going to bring the children, the droid knows that's a bad mistake, bad but mistake. not Kaz. Everybody knows Kaz is going to fuck up. Or they expect him to. And it's intentional. It is embedded into the show. It isn't an accident. He is an idiot and everybody knows it. And every time, every time this, just this past season, we think that Kaz takes one step forward. It's almost like the writers basically yank it, yank them right away from it and make him go the rag, five, yank the rag, rug, yank the rug underneath him and make him go five steps, not two steps, five steps backwards. Yeah. Like you had this opportunity to tell this story of Kaz who just found out his family was annihilated, presumably on the planet. Right. So we find out his pam- family survived. Right. Okay. Show that divide, show that drama, nothing. You just, you just show the fact that, Kaz's dad does not respect his own son. Yeah, it's very strange. I don't understand it, but hey, let's not focus on the negative this week. I want to focus on the positive because there was a lot of positive in this episode. There was. And that's the reason why I continue to watch the moment they were, you know, was heavy handed. There's a lot of foreshadowing. As soon as the force kids were involved, I was like, okay, something important here. I mean, suddenly, (laughs) suddenly we've been asking where have they been all season? I guess everyone forgot to tell them that they don't need to hide anymore because they're still in engineering cooped up. I'm like, guys, walk around the ship. No one's looking for you anymore. You're safe. In fact, the first order is looking for all of us. Come out the engineering. (laughs) Leave it to Cass to leave children locked up. And and he forgot that they were below deck. They haven't eaten in days. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so once they were introduced into the episode, I knew this episode was probably going to be focusing on more of the force side of Star Wars, or at least something of importance dealing with Kylo Ren and the first order. And we ended up finding out a lot. And that is the biggest takeaway for me. We found out that there's a new type of first order troopers uh, that I really love the oh, design I love of this and, idea. 
And that's something that I have never complained about. And I won't complain about is the animation and the design of everything. The production design, not the production design, the art design is absolutely amazing. And the they're titled or what were they called? The first order Raiders Raiders first order uh, Raiders. Yeah. And they hunt down relics. According to Mika Gray, the new character that was introduced this week, they hunt down relics for their leader. And we could only assume it's either kylo ren or snow or snoke and either one works because even though we didn't really get introduced to snoke very well we do get the sense that he was attuned to the force attuned he dude, come on dave he's he knows the force he knows the force yeah so i think that's the proper the proper term he's he he knows the force so it says a lot it 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 kind of strengthens that idea that we were all really excited about when we were yeah. going into uh the very first movie of the disney era force awakens there were all those rumors that were piling up that kylo ren was a relic hunter that he was this sith is what they originally had had thought he was going to be then he was the jedi hunter at one point you get this character that hunted for relics that's why he had the more archaic lightsaber that's why he had armor there were a lot of rumors coming out all leading up to the the release of force awakens that this is what this character did and we never really quite saw any of that but yeah. all of the pre-release stories, comic books, books, they all alluded to that. And now here we are with Resistance kind of strengthening or bringing that idea back into the fold. And it kind of makes you wonder why now is there something relevant here that may be making a statement or possibly foreshadowing things that we may see in Rise of Skywalker? What do you think, Dave? I'm, I'm hoping so. But unfortunately, just how resistance is treated. It's as a little a right, like the redheaded stepchild. The redheaded stepchild. You really let's change that to, to the redheaded stepchild that eats its burgers, <laughs> and they do it for negative attention. Yes. So and they kind of deserve to be smacked around. They deserve to be yeah, smacked yeah, around. Okay. Now. All right. I like that one. So I like, like that. you would hope that this leads up to something major for the universe. I mean, when they anything dealing with the force, anything, yeah, right. You got to make it count. You got to make it important to Star Wars because that is one of the core spines of Star Wars themes is the force. Right. Anything about the force has to have some importance. You just can't use it as a throwaway. Yeah, but also just the relic aspect. The you know, relic aspect. Oh, man. That, that, that's something that I think really... I want to say made a lot of us Star Wars fans kind of unite and and back up this Disney era because when that was the rumor that that's what they were going to do a lot of us got really excited but then it never really came to fruition we didn't really see a lot of that and then with the release of The Last Jedi we really didn't get anything that pushed the mythos of Star Wars forward when you really look at what that movie did it pushed the story of Rey and Kylo ran a bit but when it comes to the bigger picture of Star Wars and explaining the nuances of what's actually going on the, the mystery, if you will, of this trilogy, it didn't really do a whole lot. So we didn't get that there either. So hopefully maybe in this third film, we will get a little bit more on that, especially now that we know that the Knights of Ren will in fact be a part of the movie. So that being said, Dave, 
um, the fact that they were willing to go there, you know, having these these first order raiders appear and obviously looking, seeking out old Jedi temples and, and finding anything that they can. Um, plunder. Yeah, plunder, basically. basically. <laughs> yeah. But this also brings us to this the introduction of this new Kara character, character. Minka Gray. Yes. Mika, Mika Gray who I thought was one of the best characters that we've seen to date. And maybe I'm biased as a star Wars fan, but these are the types of characters and stories I like. Um, also there's a bit of a Dr. Aphra vibe, which is one of my most favorite yep. new characters of the Disney era of star Wars. The fact that we have this character hunting artifacts down, do we know why we don't know, but we get the idea that that's going to be a story that they're going to put on the back burner for now and possibly go to at a later date. Why is she hunting these things down these are the questions that are presented in this episode why is she after the artifact why does she know how does she know so much about the sith and the jedi is she force sensitive adept like is she able to manipulate the force because you have that awesome line which i thought was so fucking awesome at the end of the episode where she essentially strengthens the idea that was presented in the last jedi when Luke also voiced a very similar thought when he tells Ray, do you feel that that does not belong to one person, the arrogance of the Jedi? And I'm paraphrasing here. And Mika Gray says the exact same thing. The force doesn't belong to any one person, person. the Jedi or the Sith. So, again, this makes me now think, are we going right back to the original idea, which we all know that was the original idea to really focus on the intricacies of the force star Wars rebels had set it up, Dave. Yes. It had set it up that it's not only about Sith and Jedi. It's about the light and the dark and somewhere in between. That's why we have the awesome introduction of one of my favorite characters as well in rebels with the Bindu, which yep. is also a character that they, they brought back or an idea, an ideology that they had brought back from the original era before Disney had retconned everything. So they're bringing this idea back in about the balance and how it's not just about the Jedi and the Sith. And of course, with Force Awakens, them stating that Kylo Ren is not Sith, Snoke is not Sith. We see that there was a centralized story that they were planning on telling, and it wasn't about the Sith and it was not about the Jedi. It was about an alternative way of looking at things. And that was the genius of the last Jedi. The fact that Luke, the way they use Luke to present another angle to the argument of it all, of it hey, all. just because you don't agree with the Jedi doesn't mean you're Sith. The Jedi were arrogant. That's something that has now been established in this new Disney era era. That Especially if you read the comics and the and and the outside books, it's very obvious mm -hmm. that one of the key narratives that the Star Wars story group is trying to push is that the idea of the Force is much larger and grander. It, it's almost kind of like in in the lines of what George Lucas really wanted to do with the Force. He wanted to make it more than just about the Jedi and the Sith. He wanted to show that the force itself was something outside of the universe, something greater, grander. And that's why he was taught, you know, he would bring up, he brought up the whole idea of metachlorians and stuff like that. The microscopic scale of it, the guardian of the wills, stuff like that. And like, 
this episode really captured that whole narrative that idea not just not just the, uh, the idea not yeah, narrative yeah. or yeah the idea of outside of star wars resistance the the that the story group is trying to push continue yeah. the make make give more substance to the idea of the force yeah and i i i dig it i thought it was i thought it was well done yeah it showed an understanding for the bigger story of star wars it also showed us that the resistance writers are able to go there yeah, I don't know how much they can. If this is maybe a decision from, maybe this isn't Disney saying, or maybe this isn't Lucasfilm slash Disney saying, "Hey, Justin Ridge and the team over at Resistance, you can't go this direction because uh, we have a little specific sandbox that you can play in." We talked about that in our last discussion. Yes, maybe it is the creator side. Maybe it's like, "Hey, you know what? This isn't the show where we're going to do that." But hey, we'll do it occasionally here and there. But it shows the strength. When in doubt, rely on Star Wars. On Star and when I say Star Wars, the idea that has governed this massive franchise for decades. When in doubt, fall back on what George Lucas had started and also just fall back on the greater story of things that Hildalgo is governing in the archives. Because when they presented another idea here, why do Jedi put temples on top of Sith temples. Sith temples. This is something they went into in the Tarkin book. Yes. With uh, Palpatine and Vader and where they meditated in the bowels of Coruscant. And you find out that there was an ancient Jedi temple there where now the Jedi temple is on top of. That the Jedi in their arrogance, this is words from the book. In their arrogance, they thought they could snuff out the Sith by building a Jedi temple on top. But what they did was create a way for the Sith and the powers of the Sith to manipulate and control and permeate the Jedi. And that is why they couldn't see what was in front of them, because they were being controlled and consumed by the previous temple that was there. Yeah, they were being corrupted. So when she said that the Jedi thought that this was purification and suppression, I thought that was awesomely powerful and impactful and something that I have been dying to get in this show. And not because it's force related, but these are ideas that are strengthening other iterations of star wars yeah other iterations of star wars that we've seen throughout the years well they're not forgetting what has come before and it kind of feels what it feels more like what rebels did and what um clone wars did and what solo did and rogue one you are showing this connected universe as being what it is it's connected because that's my biggest problem one of my problems with resistance it just feels like this show that's outside of star wars canon and it's not very you know important and when they do episodes like this it reminds us that this is important and this series is a part of star wars canon because look we are building upon previous story ideas here guys look at us yeah and i think that that's actually i know in the beginning of the show we were Totally ripping apart the character of Kaz. Well, he has some problems. Period. He has some problems. Right? It doesn't mean the episode's bad. It just means that Kaz it has some issues as a character. And I'm baffled as yeah. to why they do this because he's not likable. No one likes him. But 
here was the thing. One of the bonuses too, going just going uh, again with what you're saying about continuing showing the connection of the 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 ideas of the Force and what makes Star Wars. Simply, actually, that one scene with Kaz where he says, "Oh yeah, I know about that stuff, but I really never believed in that stuff." It re it reinforced the idea from Star Wars: Force Awakens. Remember, like. The whole idea that uh, it, it reminded me of the scene with Han where Han looks at them and says, yeah, you know all that stuff about Luke, the Force? It's all true. I was there. And it, it reinforces the fact that in the universe, this idea of the Force is really kept secret. No one knows about it. Right. And you get these well, episodes It tells a lot. It yeah, tells a it lot tells about... A lot. Tells us a lot about the world of Star Wars, Dave. You're absolutely right. Bringing it back to Force Awakens like you did. Because Force Awakens, something they did great in that movie that J.J. did great was it was an awesome way to introduce. It was very, as I've said time and time again, the way they had written Ray and Finn as characters. They were the eyes of the new audiences, the, new audience. the younger audiences, the younger demo just now being introduced to Star Wars. And the way they had set it up was that, hey, you know what? After Return of the Jedi, at the end of that movie and when the Empire fell, we didn't have this massive resurgence of the Force and of Jedi. We have had another 30-some years of darkness. There, There is no Jedi. And if yeah. there was, there was maybe four or five, maybe six, seven, even if there were 10. Let's say there was 15 of them trained by Luke at one point. Yeah, Luke can that only train so many. That doesn't equate to a, a renaissance so the idea that the Jedi are a myth and that people don't quite know if they are real or not, or is it just bedtime stories? The fact that they are using that aspect in this episode, again, strengthens the bigger story yes. of Star Wars. And that's another win for this episode. Yeah. And that's that's what I mean when you get it's It's amazing to me that, yes, the last episode made me want to rage quit. But then you get these episodes in Resistance where they, they say, okay, we're doubling down on trying to establish the universe. And I find myself applauding them and their use of it, bringing in characters like Mika, connecting like the whole way the universe views the, the Force and Jedi and the Sith, how they're all legends through the eyes of Kaz, when, just by simply laying, showing that Kaz has no idea what what he's dealing with here he's lost and then when he says that yeah i i, I know about the stuff but i never believed it it's it's a myth and at the same time showing the story of the children of the force where they very i don't know about you but like the children the children uh, the two children in this episode that we've gotten i forgot their names they're very creepy to me because of how they perceive the force. It's like this total devotion to, oh, everything's going to be fine. The force is all right. Hey, let's go here. Yeah, why? Because I feel the force. And I don't know about you, Mike, but that's kind of creepy to me. But it's also kind of really cool seeing like that. That's what that race of people would believe in. And how the power of the force and power of the belief in not believing in the Jedi's or the Sith, but just believing in the religion of the force. 
the power that it does over that race. It's really intriguing. And I wish, I wish they really covered more about it than they have. It, I mean, we got like two episodes, I think, in the last season. And now we finally come back to them in season two in one episode. You introduce this huge, grand idea of storytelling about the Force. And I'm left confused at the end of the episode trying to figure out how does this fit to the Resistance crew? What's going to happen? It'll be interesting. It definitely poses questions, which is something, Dave, that we do need with this show. We do. Because as of right now, there isn't a lot of questions. We had assumed that the story would be about Tam and Kaz. (laughs) Yes. Which would be a great story. And I'm sure that will come back eventually. Um, But the mystery of what's going to happen and the direction of the story there wasn't really anything set up yet. It was okay. Well, they're going to be running from the first order. I think that's the idea we got the entire season. And they can't really do that the entire season. They can't just keep evading. We can't have 20 plus episodes of them just evading the first order. That can only last. That can only take us so long. Yes. Or take us so far, I should say. So presenting these other ideas, I'm really hoping these are the beginnings of a path that we will take the show. I'm not saying we need to turn the show into some mythical, you know, force show. I get that this show is something different. But giving us those breadcrumbs of a much bigger story that does, in fact, make this series feel connected to the bigger Star Wars story, I think that's a win. Now, the question I wanted to ask you after I watched this, we all know that in especially in the previews we've seen kylo ren we've seen kylo ren there's scenes of him the scenes of him in the resistance trailer do you think that there's going to be a bigger like kylo ren's going to play a bigger role in resistance at this point i don't know that's what this episode kind of wants to establish i feel it, it really depends dave on on whether or not they're willing to delve into is Kylo Ren in the correct mind state when you when you think about where this takes place this takes place parallel to the last Jedi for the most part that's what it seems what mind state was Kylo in I mean he seemed to be in a very manic state (laughs) I mean can this show really tell a story with him included at this moment I don't know I really don't know I mean we we don't even know if Snoke is dead yet at this point. Yeah. And if he is, how long will it take for the rest of the First Order to find out? So there are a lot of questions. And I don't know if Lucasfilm and Star Wars is willing to let that story be told because of the movie. Because you do run the risk of possibly, you know, ruining what we could see in the rise of Skywalker now post rise of Skywalker after we come back from the second season. And this is the official end of the Skywalker era. I think the sky is the limit. They're going to have a lot more freedom. Yeah. So maybe they're buying time right now. And then, Hey, you know what? After star Wars uh, is released, the rise of Skywalker, we come back in January and we can fucking unload. (laughs) That could be what they have planned. That could be. I mean, that would probably be the best case scenario for the series. Yeah. 
All right, Dave, give me your final thoughts on this episode. Final thoughts of this episode. I'm glad this was a definite rebound from the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. Last two episodes were really rough, but this was a nice rebound. It got me reengaged into caring about the resistance cartoon. Not exactly the the resistance crew, but the cartoon at, or the animation, at least the series as a whole, because you're dealing, you just established a really cool force centric storyline and you introduced a really cool character in Mika gray, a concept of the, of the first order. Uh, what do we call them? The first order um, Raiders. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm really, really interested in where, how these children play into the role of the, of the resistance crew. Cause just like what we said at the top of the hour, where have they been? And then you find out that they've been at the bowels of the Colossus. And I'm like, going, God damn it. Kaz, you just abandoned children. <laughs> Maybe Kaz, it, he's had some very bad examples uh, of parents probably. So he's like, Hey, you know what? My you know, father used to leave, leave me locked up. But, yeah. but the reason why they left you locked up, Kaz, is because you're fucking annoying. You're, no, 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 no. You're I, not no, annoying. He's an idiot. <laughs> no wonder He's your father it doesn't like you. <laughs> you're not the black sheep because you're a fucking rebel. You're a black sheep because you're a moron. moron. And you're, you're probably an embarrassment to the family. <laughs> like, send Kazuda to piloting school and get him out of my hair, please. And then, In fact, make him change his name, his last name. We don't want him to be associated with us. He's an embarrassment. <laughs> but... Overall, I think this was a solid episode. Mm-hmm. It it told a it told a solid story, got you reengaged into the resistance series. I agree. And overall, I would give this a 78. 78. It's it's vastly better than the last two episodes which I scored in the 60s. And uh the major the major problem with this episode that I have is Kaz, I'm like going. Stop making this character look like an idiot because he's our lead. Yeah, and you can have fun with your character. I understand this is a kids show. Look how they handled Ahsoka in Clone Wars. Look how they handled Ezra in Rebels. Oh yeah, there are plenty of examples where characters are more lighthearted and fun at times, and they're not idiots. Like Ezra was capable. Ahsoka is capable. One of the most capable characters in all of Star Wars, to be honest with you. Logical, smart, strong, amazingly great job they've done with Ahsoka. Believable. Believable. And then we have Kaz, and he is an idiot. Uh, yeah. He's not even he's not capable either, which is the worst part about it. If he was silly but capable, I mean the dude can't do anything. And it seems like everyone's aware of it. <laughs> It's very strange, and I understand this is a kid's show, but that shouldn't just that doesn't justify that the, the lead character in a Star Wars series is an idiot. He's an idiot. Yeah, it's very strange, very weird. I don't know. I mean, if it was, you could point and say, "Well, we're just too old, maybe, to enjoy this." But my son won't watch this. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I've seen too many young people actually even say that Kaz is 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 annoying. My son makes fun of me for watching Resistance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not joking. 
Oh, and I sad. and I allow my son to form his own thoughts, so I don't push things on him. I don't talk bad about this show in front of him. I don't talk bad about any show because I want him to form his own thoughts and like his own things. And he has formed his own thought that the show's stupid because Kaz is a moron. He doesn't. He's not allowed to name call, but he has said it. Kaz is is annoying. Yeah. So, if your target demo is not connecting with your lead, there's a problem there. There's a problem. And I'm just baffled that they're not changing it. And Dave, they they did change it the second half of last year. Oh, they did. And I feel like we're a broken record now. We keep repeating ourselves. But the second half of the season, they changed. They raised the stakes. Kaz wasn't that much of an idiot. They lost all that. And then suddenly here we are again. And this episode, even though this is one of the stronger episodes of the season, um, Kaz was the weakest part of the entire episode. In fact, I would give this episode probably like an 80% if it wasn't for Kaz. But because Kaz is written so sloppy and and three stooges-ish, it's very screwball comedy. I, I just can't understand what they're doing with him. When you have everyone else around him capable and serious and you have your lead Who's into complete yeah. yuts. So I'm going to give this a 76. I do uh, enjoy the story. I feel like they really pushed the story of Star Wars forward. And this is something I've been wanting. So overall, the episode was good. I, I enjoyed it. So this does conclude our discussion on Star Wars Resistance Episode 7. Titled The Relic Raiders. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, David. Thank you. May the force be with us. Ah, yes! <laughs>